This morning's message comes from Mark, chapter 13. And if you've been paying attention to the scriptures that we've read this morning, they're all from the lectionary, but they all have kind of this common idea of a redeemer coming. And we know that Jesus was that redeemer, but the people of Israel did not know who it was going to be or when he was going to come. And that is part of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, The scripture that we are reading for the message this morning is Mark chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. And if you would um, turn with me there, and then if you would stand for the reading of the gospel... But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds and with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that hour and day, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Give thanks to the Lord for his glorious gospel. You may be seated. As I was preparing the message this morning, I was thinking about something I'm waiting for. And I happen to have this app on my iPhone. It's called the Days app. And it's something where you can count down to something you're waiting for. It gives you the option of putting in a date, and you can put in like a little description, and you can say, something you're waiting for, and then every day it has just the little, you know how you have the little app on the iPhone and then it has like a little number if you have a notification or whatever. On this one, the number is the number of days that remain to whatever that event is. So I have a really exciting trip to Europe coming up in March. I've been planning it for a year. 
my daughter and I are going to Scotland and London for eight days. And it's exactly 90 days from today that we leave to go. Now, as I get ready for that trip, there are a lot of things that have to happen in between now and then. My husband's really good at helping plan those kinds of things or reminding me of the things that I've not thought of. Like, well, what kind of money are you going to need when you get there? He brought that up to me a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. How much do you think I'll need? And we started talking about what that would look like. And then he said, well, how are you going to pay for things? Because, you know, it's not the same currency. It's not dollars over there. It's different. And I said, I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to do some research. Uh, it's really good that I have him available to remind me of all the things that I'm going to uh, need or need to think about in the days to come. Well, that is what Jesus is doing here in this text. He's preparing the people for what's going to happen. The only difference between them and, um, well, and us in this passage and what I'm going through with my trip is, they don't know when. In fact, Jesus specifically tells them, you don't know when. You're just not going to know. So, it's, uh, it's interesting as Jesus pulls all of this together, he starts by kind of taking them back to some of those passages that we read earlier, the Old Testament pieces that talked about waiting for the Messiah to come. Now, he is the Messiah that they were waiting for in those Old Testament passages. Jesus has come at this point, and he's pointing them forward to the next major event that will happen after his death and resurrection, which is his return. And he's saying, this is what this is going to look like. The difference is, is that he's not, they're not going to know exactly when. They can't put an app on their iPhone that's going to say, in 452,672 days, this is going to happen. So instead of having a deadline for their anticipation, they just have to be ready all the time. Well, not just they have to be ready all the time. We have to be ready all the time. Because Jesus is speaking specifically to them, but generally to all of us who would come after, to, so that we would also be ready all the time. You see, the season of Advent originally for the children of Israel was a time of suffering. They spent almost all of that time vacillating between following God's commands, not following God's commands, getting called out for it, getting exiled, conquered. And the whole time they kept saying, God, how long must we wait? Because you see, they didn't have a date when Jesus was going to come the first time. They didn't know when that Advent was going to be over. So they spent this time waiting. And as they waited, they suffered. 
We spend our Advent surrounded by joyful songs, tinsel, lights, decorations, beautiful things. And it's easy for us to forget that the first Advent was not anticipating with joy necessarily, although the event itself would bring joy, everyone was waiting in a place where things were bad. So when we step into this passage, and the very first line says, but in those days following that distress, we can understand that the following that distress piece refers back to the advent of waiting for the Messiah. Now that they're past that, we have to continue on to anticipating the next thing. Because you see, while the people were suffering, because make no mistake, the people that Jesus came to at that time were definitely suffering. They were living under Roman occupation, which was not pleasant. They were highly taxed. They had multiple things that happened that went against their religious celebrations. They were constantly being picked on because they refused to acknowledge that the Roman emperor was God. And that was sort of a criteria for becoming a Roman citizen initially. So they lived their lives in this, in this space of not quite fitting in and having multiple difficult things happening to them on a regular basis. But they were anticipating the day of the Lord. They were anticipating the advent of the birth of the Messiah as a good thing. They were waiting for it. They were suffering while they waited for it. But they were anticipating it as a positive thing. So the Messiah had come, and it meant that God had not forgotten them. Fast forward to where we are. We don't live under any kind of occupational forces, thankfully. But we do live in a season where so many things are happening that are suffering for other people. There are people who don't have enough food to eat. There are people who are living without parents. People who are far from home for many reasons. People who have suffered with diseases, chronic illness, people who suffer with mental illness. There are, in fact, 
so many different ways that people could be suffering right in this building, right in this space right now, that we wouldn't even necessarily know about. And that's just the 15 of us, let alone the people outside these walls, in the houses and community around us. And then once you get past moments and into the greater Kankakee County area, or Will County, or Chicagoland. Think of the mothers in Chicago who grieve over children that are no longer with them due to gun violence. Think of the families who struggle from day to day to find food for their families because they can't find a job. All of these things should bring us to a place where maybe we say, how long, Lord, do we have to wait? When will you come? There's space in scripture for lament, for voicing that anticipation as sorrow. If you read the Psalms, the Psalm we read this morning even, there are places where there is an agony that comes through. Where it's not just a positive, uplifting, we praise you, God, but a God, where are you moment. And the promise that we have, the promise that Jesus gives us, is that he's coming back. And when he comes back, he will make all those things right. The suffering will be gone. The end of all of those things will come when Jesus returns. And that is our hope. That is our anticipation. That's what we're waiting for. We wait to celebrate the birth of Jesus, but we wait every day to celebrate the return of our king who will not just defeat our enemies but will come and overturn the burden of sin that we live under the sin that causes illness the sin that causes fractured families the sin that burdens and breaks and hurts and defeats and discourages. When Jesus comes back, Jesus brings right. But do we have to wait all the way until that comes? You see, the last part of this passage, Jesus talks in a parable about leaving. And while he's gone, the servants that he leaves behind are expected to continue things as though he was there. That is you and I. We're to be waiting in anticipation, but we're to be working while we wait. And what are we working for? We're working for the purposes of solving some of those injustices, or at least helping out reaching out to our 
friends and family members or people that we don't know who don't have insurance or who don't have the ability to get medical care or who don't have food on their table or who don't have a place to safely take their kids during the day when they're, on, when they're working. There are a lot of things that we can do, a lot of places where we can help. And we're trying to do that here. We do it in a small way with our laundry ministry, with supporting the food pantry in town. These are things that we do to help try to wait actively. So if you're actively involved in what we're doing here, then you're actively waiting. I love that the passage ends with the word watch. Because watching means being alert. You can't watch with your eyes closed. I mean, that's sort of like exactly opposite of watching. Watching means you have to be aware of what is happening, what is going on around you. So watching helps us actively wait because in watching, we'll see moments where we can do things, little things. It doesn't have to be done as the church collective. It can be a little thing that you do. Maybe it's just a sick friend at work that you pray for or go and visit or talk to. Maybe it's a neighbor that you reach out to and take them a meal when they're, when they're not doing well. Or when they have lost a job, you take them a bag of groceries. There are so many ways that you can help. And you can be actively waiting. Actively participating in the kingdom work that Jesus left us to do. We're going to continue our practice of celebrating communion every service. And we're going to do that as a part of our Advent season as a reminder. Because part of our communion liturgy says that we receive communion and hold forth the coming king by doing so. In other words, we remember that Jesus is coming again by participating in the communion supper. So what better way to celebrate Advent than by that way? We can work against hardship and pain and overwhelming evil and suffering as we work for the kingdom of God now and we remember that the day of the Lord is now and we work for the kingdom of God to come in hopeful expectation that Christ will return that this too shall be made right and that our question how long O Lord must we wait will be answered no longer 
as the master of the house comes and makes all things right. Let's celebrate the Lord's Supper together.